Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug here talking all things Disney. And Doug, I got a question for you. What is the mm-hmm. most amount of attractions you've done at Walt Disney World in one day? Well, there was a day about two years ago where we did every attraction at the Magic Kingdom. Not every moving attraction. We didn't do shows. We did some character meets. And I think that came out to 24 operating things that day. Um, That was a couple years ago. And I don't remember what wasn't operating, but I remember what was closed helped us significantly in getting it done. And that was with three kids. And we yelled at them a lot that day. Yes. Yeah, I think mine's about 18 at the Magic Kingdom, uh, also with kids, but they're a lot shorter, so a lot more park hoppers and it was a, or a ride swaps, and it was a lot more challenging. But have you heard of the Parkology WDW 47? I have. It's pretty incredible, and we have Kent Mullins on the show with us today, and he has done all 47 attractions in Walt Disney World in one day. Kent, welcome to Rope Drop Radio. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for having me. How did you even come up with this Parkology WDW 47? Like, where did you originally see this? Well, as you guys, I'm sure know, the Disney Twitter universe is a very deep and dark place. <laughs> and uh, happened to one day stumble across the Parkology guys trying it through another Disney Twitter guy's Twitter account. And ever since then, I've been hooked. So, how long ago was that that you were first exposed to this challenge? I learned about the challenge in May. The um, when I saw it, a Disney Twitter was somebody was tweeting at a guy and uh, at the Parkology guys, and they had just failed in their attempt to ride them all in, I believe, May, into April, early May. Um, and there was their attempt at riding all 47 attractions. And I clicked on the Parkology Twitter account, and I read, and then I went to their web page, and it just went from there. Um, you know, the initial when you first see it, it's that's not even possible is the first thought. At least that was in my head. And then after that, I was like, wait, maybe it is possible. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I'm still shocked that you were able to do it. I mean, like, I, I'm the same way. I'm thinking this cannot be done. 47 attractions. I think my problem, Doug, is I get stuck in all those character meeting lines. Characters don't count in this. Well, on the Dole Whip line would really slow me down. So I'd have to prioritize. So that and like. Some days we do four parks in one day, and for some reason my wife thinks we have to have a bunch of rules to make it count, like meet a character, do an attraction, do this. So what are the rules of accomplishing such a feat? What can you and can't you do? For the 47, you have to ride every moving attraction on Disney World property inside the four parks in one normal operating day. That includes extra magic hours. However, it does not include like hard-ticketed events, um, Anything that gives you ex- extra access that you don't pay an upcharge for, that you do pay an upcharge for. Mm, okay. And then the any moving 
vehicle type of thing. So Carousel of Progress, is that, that's moving? Correct. All yep, right. the Carousel of Progress is definitely 21 minutes that you want back. What about, was this during <laughs> uh, Ellen's Energy Adventure? Does that count as well? It did when it ran. It was all. It's 45 minutes actually for Ellen's, but 37 if you catch it the right time, right when it's loading, you can get it down to 37 minutes. But yeah, back when that was still open, that counted in the original 47. So it's a little bit easier now without that one attraction. Well, it is. It's kind of six in one hand, half dozen the other, because when Ellen's kind of went down, Pandora came up. Mm, yeah. And the Pandora six-hour waits in the summer, three-hour rope drop waits, I it kind of adds a different wrench to it. So it's kind of, you traded them out per se. All right. So this took a lot of planning to do. It's not one of those things you can just wing Doug and I style four parks one day. It's uh, you actually had to take some time and really wear your rope dropping fast passes. Talk about the uh, planning stage of this. So for me, when I learned and I got over my initial shock of this is actually possible, I had to like, I had to test it out. So for me, it's like I went online. I said, OK, everything's open. And also know at Walt Disney World, certain rides close early. Mm-hmm. So the Main Street vehicles, if you're not there by the last trolley show, game over. Like Ugh. you don't you don't accomplish it. If something's closed for the day, you still have to ride it. You still have to come back to it if it goes down for some reason. So you have these items during the day. Another example is the Rafiki train that goes out uh, to the no, planet station. One. Forgot oh, about that. That's painful. Last train leaves at 4.30. You got to be there. So you have these time markers during your run that you have to hit to kind of make this whole jigsaw puzzle come together. So when I did it, I kind of came up with an initial plan. I talked to a buddy of mine um, who actually lives in Michigan, and we kind of we kind of talked back and forth about it. And we came up with a generic idea. I said, you know what? What I'm going to do is I'm going to go try it one day. I'm not going to try the whole thing because, you know, it just wasn't. I just want to at least see I could do it in like one park. So I came up with this idea. I'm going to start at 1145 at Epcot and see how far I can get. Um, this, was in, this was in June, actually mid-June. And I ended up between 1145, I completed all of Epcot, everything at Animal Kingdom, except for Pandora, and all of Hollywood Studios, which at that time included Ellen's and the Great Movie Ride, Ooh, yeah. all by 7.15. And that was the day I was like, you know what, I, th- this is really, in my head, I knew I could do it. A lot of stuff had to go my way when I did it, but that was the day I knew I can I can accomplish this. And that's how I prepared, honestly. So how did you pick the day? How much went into picking the day? I would say when I learned in May, you immediately start looking at park hours because park hours are everything. You have to have a day that early opens. Usually at that point, Pandora was open. So I knew when I run it, you're going to rope drop Pandora. You want to be one of the first 15 people inside Flight of Passage. Like that, the way to get this accomplished, that's what would have to happen. So you wanted an early, like when I look, you're looking for an early Animal Kingdom open and a late Magic Kingdom extra Magic Hour night. So you're really looking for just specific hours and you can eliminate a lot of days real quick. So it was months of checking calendars. And as Disney evolves their calendar, they'll put one out, but then they'll adjust it day Mm -hmm. of sometimes. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're staying open two hours later. I found websites that track Disney's plan of operational hours. And I would follow those websites and say, well, Disney has it right now, says they close at 11. But last year they closed it at one the chance that they might stay open and he's kind of historical got historical data. So you found that perfect fit, which actually for me and, and a few other people culminated on uh, December 6th of this past year. 
Yeah, well, there was quite a few other people that attempted it the same day you did, wasn't there? There were 15 total that attempted it, um, and four of us actually completed it. Oh, not not the best uh, completion ratio. I'm still amazed I mean, that that many pick that certain day to do it. It's, it's all the park yeah, hours. It's, there. Yeah, it's all park hours. The park hours that day, the because you can't you can't choose a day that the crowds aren't elevated because the park hours won't match. Mm-hmm. So the days you go, you have to have at least high medium to high crowds. So there, there are days you're looking at when Disney's expecting to be busy are the days you ultimately have to choose. So what, what day, day of the, the week? week? Oh, yeah. Good question, Wednesday. Doug. Oh, Wednesday. Wednesday. We did a Wednesday. It was Animal Kingdom early open and extra magic till 1 a.m. at uh, Magic Kingdom. Wow. wow. I Yeah. Can't even imagine. I mean, I remember when we got to Animal Kingdom early and it was busy. How, how early did you rope drop, even though it was extra magic hours earlier? So we had an 8 a.m. normal opening. I was standing at the the scan-in, finger scan-in point at 6.37. That's a rope dropper right there. Yeah. So. Everybody take notes right there. That's, that's how you That's how it. you get into Pandora. And any yeah, little I kids was, that got nearby, you did elbow them correctly? I, I, it, you just, well, you know how they kind of walk you down. They'll uh-huh. first walk you to the bridge in front of the Tree of Life, and then they walk you over into Pandora. Um, there were a few people, I'm not a small dude by any means. There were a few people. I was like, I'm on a mission today, guys. Sorry. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. Are you allowed to use fast passes for this? So yeah, you can use anything that's allowed to a normal guest. Um, you can use the fast pass system. You actually have to use the fast pass system to make this work, but you can't use paper fast passes. You can't use, Hey, I'm having, Hey, I just want to go on this ride fast. Mr. Cast member. Can you let me in? You can't do any of that. It has to be stuff that falls under the what is available to every guest okay so what fast passes did you pick for your day so my strategy i actually only pulled one fast pass to start my day um i knew i was gonna rope drop pandora and i and honestly i was off of pandora by 809 i had rode fly to passage and navi and i was at that point making the jump to the magic kingdom my first fast pass was for Space Mountain at 9 a.m. So you didn't even do the rest of Animal Kingdom. No, I had to. You had to jump back into Animal Kingdom um, because those Main Street vehicles, like I said, if you're not there by 10:30, game over. So those Main Street vehicles are crucial, and it's you know you plan this day for so long, you don't want your day to be over that early. You just have to do one of the vehicles. That any one of them. them. Any one of them. Okay. Any one of them. Just got to get on one. And honestly, until I did this challenge, that was the first time I ever rode one. <laughs> that, that would be a, a ditto here. Well, we rode one when we were family of the day once, but I don't think that counts. I'm still amazed because you'd think, you know, four parks one day, park, 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 park. No, you're doing, what, five parks in one day? So you had to go back to Animal? Yeah, I went back to Animal and then uh, back to Magic. So, so I made two jumps into Magic and two jumps into Animal. So what order did you go? Just, just run us through your day. Where our what inquiring minds want to know? I pulled the I pulled my my hotel at, at All Star Sports. Um, so I was at Animal Kingdom by six thirty seven. I was the fourth person actually there that day. Um, the other three people in front of me were all fellow uh, Park NATO, as as the Parkology guys called it, runners. Um, I was there. Rope drop Pandora. 
At that point, I immediately took off to Magic Kingdom, drove my car everywhere I went, ended up parking at the Contemporary um, with that magical dining reservation that I didn't go to. Um, it's a well-spent, uh, you know, no-show cost. Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You book it for one person, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. Um, so got into Magic Kingdom, stood and waited. I got to Magic Kingdom by like 8, I think it was 8.40. And then I had to stand and wait because the they stopped running the Main Street vehicles during the opening show in front of the castle. So I had to wait for that to end. And as soon as that ended, I was on the Main Street vehicle going up Main Street. I went through 11 rides in Magic Kingdom in the morning, um, taking off some, you know, the ones you have to do. Like, you have to do the riverboat. You have to do Tom Sawyer's Island. They close early. Um, pretty much also a lot of things that don't have fast passes. Astro Orbiter doesn't have a fast pass. Um, People Mover doesn't have a fast pass. And then I tried to take through some of the the bigger items. So I did Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain. And on the day I did it, Peter Pan was closed in the morning, which actually threw a wrench later on in my day. After that, I took off um, to Epcot and I, what we called Grail ran Epcot, meaning I rode every ride straight through, um, kind of flew through that. That's about a little bit over three hours or right at three hours that took me. After that, I bounced back into Animal Kingdom to finish the run for the train and then Safari and worked my way around all the way through Dino, Ever, Everest, all that. After that, I went to Hollywood I knocked out the four rides at Hollywood at the time. You do that, it took me about an hour and two minutes. And then finally, I jumped back into Magic Kingdom at about 8.35 at night. So you're getting fast passes all the way along that whole process yeah. then? Yeah. there the whole phone battery there. Oh, those uh, those fuel rods found over, found over the park were are lifesavers, by the way, worth every penny I spent. Um, you're pulling fast passes nonstop, but the, the riding of the rides, honestly, guys, isn't fun when you're doing this. It's just, it's the means to the end, right? So as soon as I walk in line, I'm already working on my next fast pass. I'm always, I'm already working on what's next. Cause I know once I get in line, I can't really control anything. I just move up with the queue, be it the fast pass queue or the regular queue. So at that point, it's immediately on the phone, immediately looking at wait times for other things, looking at the future, what ride might be down. And then, you know, figuring out at that point what my next move would have been. What, what was one of the most stressful points for you? One thing I learned while doing this that I didn't expect um, was it's such an emotional roller coaster doing this. Because one minute you're, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose game over. And then the next minute something works out in your favor and you're riding cloud nine. Um, so there were two points really in my run that I kind of rode these emotions. When I was at Animal Kingdom in the afternoon, I was sitting on the safari, which is that 22 minute loop around and you're praying no animals get in the way and stop the vehicle, which might add a couple minutes. So you're praying all the rhinos are, are where they should be. I look on the app and I noticed that Expedition Everest is down and Dino is down, two rides I need. And by the time I got off that, I'm like, okay, well, I still have Kali I gotta do on the way to Everest. Everest was down for a little bit over an hour at that point um, from one of the first time I actually realized it was down. So I was getting a little nervous because Everest doesn't go down that often. And when it goes down, an hour plus downtime is kind of big for that attraction. Mm -hmm. So I was worried it's going down and not coming back up. So as I'm going by, I come off a of Kali and I'm running by Everest and I'm how, how wet literally at that point. Were you dripping I'm wet? not going to lie. I packed the dollar poncho that hit the trash right. can right You have to to do your the challenge. 
Yeah, it, the dollar poncho saved my life. It went right in the trash can right afterwards. As I'm running by Everest, they literally open it up right as I'm running by. I was the first person in the single rider line, so I basically just walked onto Everest in the single rider line. Nice. Um, wow. As I'm literally going up the lift hill, I'm looking at the app, because in the app is still saying dinosaur is down, and that's another attraction that goes down, seems like, every 10 minutes. And so I'm like, well, I still have two rides. I still have the worst ride in Disney property, Primeval World, and the Triceratops spin, which as a grown 36-year-old man at the time to say on the Triceratops spin, one please is one of the most awkward moments of my yep. life. I got families of four in front of me and behind me, and I'm the 37-year-old guy by myself. One please. Sorry, it's just really awkward for me. Yeah. I still have nightmares <laughs> about it. But um, I, I got through those, and then at that point, Dinosaur just happened to come back up. And I walked in. I was in probably one of the first 10 vehicles that left Dinosaur when it reopened. So I basically walked into the pre-show room there. So that was first stressful moment. I thought I was done that entire like two-hour span. The second time was I got it down to four rides at the end of the night. I have Pirates, Mansion, uh, Peter Pan, and uh, Mine Train. The four rides I have left. So I just got off a of small world. I'm like, I'm going to go hit mansion pirates and I'll come back and solve the Peter Pan mind train dilemma with about an hour to spare, which is plenty of time. Peter Pan's wait was sitting at an hour and 20 minutes because it was closed in the morning. So the, the weight on that has never came down, even during extra magic hours. Mind train was sitting at about 45. And as I run by, as I'm, I'm warning out, running full out sprint at this point at 12 o'clock at night, I run by mansion and mansion is, is down. And you're super going, like, all right, it's fine. I'll go to Pirates, and I'll ride Pirates and come back. So I take off the Pirates, walk on Pirates at that point. I come back to Mansion. I turn the corner, full-out sprint, breathing heavy, hands on my knees. I look at the girl, and she just shakes her head at me, and she's like, we're still not open. So I've got Pan at 120 minutes. I got Mind Train at 45. It's about 11.45 right now. I got an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm like, uh-oh. So... I was like, I'm going to bite the bullet and just get in line for mine train um, and pray I get off and something happens. And as I get off of, I get on mine train, it took me about 35 minutes from once I got in line to get on mine train at basically is like a little bit before midnight. And I got off mine train and I run back over to Haunted Mansion. The apps, the app's still saying down on Haunted Mansion. You know, I'm down to two rides and Haunted Mansion's not coming back up. This, I'm convinced, like not coming back up. I go to Haunted Mansion. They're standing out front. They're not letting anybody in. And as soon as I get there, they tell me no. And then the manager comes walking out and says, let them in. And they opened up the ride for literally the last like 40 minutes of the park, which if it's me as a business owner, I'm sending them home and saving payroll. But I guess Disney didn't. And uh, I got on Haunted Mansion and then I waited for Pan, which took me about an hour. So I walked off a little bit before 1 a.m. So you have to be done with the attraction before the park closes, or could you get in that line? Just in line. You just, just line? have to be okay. in line. Oh, man, there's got to be a grace period. I was on the edge of my seat just listening to man. the story. And we know we finished it, too, I know. There. Oh. I would have been sweating bullets if I were you, just to be that close and have Haunted Mansion closed down. Of all attractions, yeah. Haunted Mansion. If, if you go back on my, on my Twitter, in my Twitter account, if you go back, you can see the picture. So we have to post a ride photo. You can literally just see my emotions change throughout the day from when I was super nervous to when I was, oh, I'm good to I'm super nervous. 
Um, as one of my friends like to say, I got crazy eyes there for a while. <laughs> I was just so inebriated with what was going on. And I was so close to this and wrist Haunted Mansion ruining it for me. When and how and what did you eat during this day? Because I'm guessing you uh, didn't like grab a table. Did you even go to the bathroom? The did you even have time? Adult diapers? I, that, okay. like... So I actually tracked all this because I was curious um, at the end. I went to the bathroom one time and I went in Epcot and it was, it was, I was in and out within two and a half minutes. It was the only time I used the bathroom all day. The, um, as far as food, when I was park hopping in my car, I kept, uh, basically everything that a marathon runner would have, be it granola bars, the sure shot jello things that they eat for energy and water. And I would have what would be air temperature water so I could chug it faster. So I could just get it into my system because you know, at that point you staying hydrated was so even that day it was still 84 degrees that day of the high. So I was still sweating profusely, but, uh, all of the nutrition happened in my vehicle. That's How incredible. Was parking? Did, uh, did you have to waste a lot of time getting from your car to the gate ever? Or was parking pretty good for you? Um, there were, so I lost my car twice in the run. Um, <laughs> I, cause I went Epcot was right there around the like noon. So the, the parking lot just gotten full and nobody left yet. So when I came back to my car, I ran, I was in the back left lot or right lot, however you want to look at it kind of in the middle. And when I ran, I forgot to look at the row number I was in. So I had a general idea. And as I come running back out of the park, I'm now looking every spot's taken because nobody's left the park yet. And I lost probably about, I'm, I don't think I really confessed to this. Like, I think I counted 14 minutes searching for my car in the Epcot parking lot. All the time worried I got to get to this Rafiki train that leaves at 4.30. Like, it, it was the most stressful. And that 14 minutes, I think, I swear, seemed like 35 to me. I bet. So the, the, the park hops, though, are, are where the time is. I mean, a minimum park hop, the fastest park hop is Hollywood Studios and Epcot. You know, you can get that one done in less than 20 minutes, but you're looking at 20 minutes, maybe a little faster from Epcot to Animal or anywhere to Magic Kingdom. That's always a little longer just by the traffic pattern to get back there. Yeah. Yeah. So this would definitely be impossible using Disney transportation. Just going to say that. There's no way. Yeah. No Uber way. Lyft in your own car. Yeah. That, that would be like a minivan with the Magic Kingdom would have its advantages. But, yes. uh, yeah, there's no way you could wait for the bus, especially with our bus. Oh, there. my bus karma. It's like 40 minutes since. Yeah. No way tops. we could do this. Minimum. Not tops. Minimum. Being local, I've given up on those buses a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Nice having your own car. Yeah, the greatest thing Disney ever did was add free parking to the annual pass holder passes. Yeah. Greatest thing they ever did. Yeah. So you've done it once, and now we got some new lands coming. Toy Story, Star Wars, Ellen's is gone. I mean, Guardians will be there. Are you thinking maybe in a couple of years doing this run again with uh, some new attractions? Well, I, I will actually say that I'm going to officially announce on here that uh, July 25th, I will be attempting again with the opening of Toy Story for the WDW 49 Challenge. Nice. So my, my next attempt will be July 25th. All you guys can run and look at how great those park hours are that day. Um, yeah. We have a 7 a.m. extra magic at Hollywood Studios and a what was a it's a listed as a 
a 12 o'clock Magic Kingdom close, but last year they extended it an hour, so we're hoping to get it to one. So that will be my next attempt. And as this challenge grows, as the rides grow, eventually you got to figure there's just going to be too much. You just can't do it. Mm -hmm. But with Toy Story Land, it's only two rides. I think it's very doable. What you're going to have to learn, what I I guess what we're going to have to learn, those of us who are attempting this, is as we call them landmines as we go. Pandora was a landmine, but you'd rope drop it and got it out of the way early. But then you still have to worry about that frozen fast pass. Frozen is going to sit at an hour wait from open to close, no matter what you do. It's never going to go below or it's never going to go above. It's usually about an hour right now. You got a full frozen fast pass. And now that we're going to rope drop Toy Story, you know, now we got to move Pandora into the middle of the day. And so now getting that fly to passage fast pass is it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to mm-hmm. make or break every run. Yeah. And when star Wars comes out, that's going to be a, a whole nether issue because Everybody in Florida and the rest of the world are going to be trying to fit into that little land. So rather rope drop or fast pass, you're you're going to be eating up a couple hours in that land alone. That might be a rope drop and a fast pass. Yeah. It's I can't even imagine what that's just seeing Pandora, how, you know, living here and seeing how that land is every time I go to the parks. Star Wars, I think, is going to be that on steroids to some extent. And it's going to be crazy, and I don't even know. Like I said, I think we're close to that tipping point unless Disney decides to start opening for 20 hours a day. This challenge phases out to some extent, um, but the Star Wars, I just I think it's just going to be a bear. I mean, hopefully you can rope drop it and pray the rest of the way. I mean, I think that's all you can do. Throw some elbows on the way to get, get first one there. Yeah, that's the important part. I will tell you doing this that you don't realize how many people walk in front of you until you're in a hurry to get somewhere. <laughs> I bet. It's rollers, it's babies, it's people on cell phones. It is crazy. And you're just trying – and the people that hold hands and spread out. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, like, lock <laughs> the whole path. Like, I, I, I want to, like, play Red Rover and just run right through them, you know? Like, move. It, it just – it's large groups. It's the large it. groups that get me. The sixty plus people deep that are from a another country. I'm like, yeah, part the Red Sea here. I couldn't imagine. It's running from that. Just this challenge. I'm thinking, could we do it, Doug? I don't know. Uh, I I did not hear anything about a nap, Derek. Yeah, and you're and, you're uh, a nap guy. And I also I've never done Everest because the last time I went on a roller coaster that went backwards, I spent the rest of the day vomiting. So I just am hesitant to do that. That, even with that would the, be the last attraction then. You knew you'd have, have to finish. To, but I don't know that that would work Kingdom. very well for us. I, I don't know. I, I guess, though, if we have the right day, I'd, I'd try it. And then either I'd fail, you know, at Everest. There, there, there are two people that try this. They're the people, you know, who are doing it for fun. You know, the people that just, hey, I'm going to see how many I can get today. And and that's awesome. We if you watch Twitter and you follow the parkeology guys on Twitter, you'll see the people that are, are just out trying it for fun. A family of three did it. A, a dad and two kids did it yesterday. They got thirty three, I think, and that's awesome. And then there are people that are really going for it. And it's it's interesting to watch the two. And for a family event, if you can take your time and say, hey, I can live with getting thirty attractions, that's awesome. But you know, then there are those of us nut, nuts that you know we want it all or none. I think it'd be fun if I could talk my wife into uh, doing it like the fun approach with the the family of five attempting. But fast passes get really tough to pull when you're trying to get five instead of one 
or two. That would be a big hurdle. And she's so competitive, she would eventually say, you guys stay here, and she'd take off with, like, one of the children, whoever looked like they had the most stamina at the moment. You know, like, who ate the biggest breakfast? Come on, we're finishing this, and, like, we would go back to the hotel. I think my kids would want to do, like, meet as many characters in one day. Those were the lines would be way that you don't get a lot That's of fast a whole other challenge. Yeah. I'm sure the character sure there's being a hashtag challenge. For too. Yeah, I, I've heard some people that have tried that, and I think the largest I've seen characters met in one day was 44. I could be off on that number, but I know some had seen 44 in one day. It's a lot of hugging of furry people. I, I don't know that I could do it or have any want to do that, to be honest I, with you. Well, if you thought, you know, the solo, uh, ride on triceratops spin was awkward then uh yeah characters by yourself yeah. that might be hello ariel yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you that dumbo basically aladdin's carpets when you walk up and say one i felt so awkward every time it just it was it was miserable yeah it, that, that would be rough i mean it was awkward That'd... doug you and i did triceratops spin just to Adults doing it together. That was awkward enough. Did we? Yeah, we did do it. Yeah, well, because we're like, well, what else are we going to do? And, yeah, Everyone was at Pandora. Talk- no one was in Dino Land. Because we did Pandora, and we were basically done with Pandora before park opening because they were opening early, you know. And and we're like, ah, we did, like, every attraction except Cali within, I mean, an hour. It was ridiculous. Nobody was in the rest of the park. Animal Kingdom an hour is an hour and forty five park. You got to be done in an hour and forty five minutes. We could do that, Derek. I, I just have could. to not not throw up. It's the main thing. I'll figure it One out. One other statistic I'll throw out for you guys: my Fitbit twenty seven miles at the wow. end of the day. I was going to ask how far you. That's that's uh, incredible. So uh, so do you on the back on the back of your car? Too. You can put like a twenty seven, like the marathon runs, like twenty seven yeah. WDW. Take that twenty sixers. Yeah. Got nothing 27. on you. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. Do they oh. do they sell a uh, hashtag WDW47 window sticker yet? They don't. But I, I'd be willing to pay for one. And if That's anybody right. wants to make a T-shirt that has like all the ride vehicles on it or something, I'll be your first customer too. Nice. So how many people have completed this? Do you know? I know they keep records on their website. 17, um, by my count. And that's me simply counting the Parkeology website. 17. I was 17. Wow. So I think 18, 19 finished. So we're at 19 now. Two people completed it after me. But I was 17. And then just from talking around, I think I was the third person that completed on their first attempt. Hmm. Wow. This is like climbing Everest. It takes a couple of attempts. Yeah. Unless you're awesome. Yes. Like Well, I, I practice. Like I said, I, I worked on it. You know, I would go a normal trip to the park on like a Tuesday night, I'd be like, let's ride every ride at animal kingdom and just try to do it fast. You know, I, I don't think, I don't think my date appreciated that anytime, but we did it. <laughs> I think that's an excellent date. I, uh, I'm sure of it. Right. Yeah. No problems there. 47 attractions. That will definitely be our Twitter and Facebook question. Do you, is this something you think you could do? Our listeners, would just be something you want to do. Should we do a rope drop radio trip and try to do all 47 in one day? Do you think Doug could make it? All sorts of questions. We'll be having do you fun think Derek could make it? Not with kids because we'll that, have to see every other character. I don't know. Derek, you get lost half the time. 
you, you you get lost too much. That's true. I, I'm getting better. Yeah. Getting that. I got the. I'm always. I'm the guy in the phone in the app. Gotta. Yeah, uh, you're you're pretty good with the fast pass phone maneuvering. So I think we'd make a good team. I think good. we could do it. All right, next trip. Start, start looking at park hours. Yeah, I, I think I want to run next time with somebody. I don't think I found that somebody yet, but I think running with somebody would just make it a little bit more enjoyable just to have somebody there to talk to. 17 hours by yourself at Disney World, I think, sounds great in theory, but you got no, invisible there for a little bit. That doesn't bit. sound good, no. I don't know. I kind of like my alone time, so in theory, I, I like it. But uh, did you see the other people that were running it that day much beyond Pandora? Um, No. You see them in the morning, and then you see them all again at night. Um, so you start out together and you kind of end together, but oh. in the middle of the day, I might see them see one team running one direction as I'm going the other. I think somehow I magically ended up on the safari with one team. And I think that was the only time I saw another team oh. on an attraction, actually why I ran the whole thing. And yeah, I thought I'd see people more, but I didn't. Well, there are a lot of people that go to Walt Disney World every single few, day. So few people in the park. It's, it's hard to even run into people that you know. So. On purpose sometimes. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's pretty amazing. I know we want to get to the lightning round, but uh, that is an impressive feat. So I congratulate you, especially on your first try. That's just yeah, mind-blowing. Awesome. So uh, excited to follow you on Twitter and see you do it again it. with Toy Story. I uh, appreciate it, guys. All right. All right, Doug, the lightning round. It's on you. Okay, lightning round. This is just kind of quick answers of your favorite Disney slash Pixar. If you need to go Marvel, Star Wars, go for it. Um, if you have ties, uh, just explain why. We may or may not accept your answers as correct. Okay. Favorite Disney movie. All right, so animated movie or we can we go full movie? You can do either or both, one, whatever. As long as it was made by Disney. Yeah. So my my favorite animated movie, without a doubt, and I wore this VHS tape out as a kid, was Robin Hood. I played that movie at nauseum as a kid. And I don't know why Robin Hood is, is always and still is my favorite. I watched it on Netflix the other day. It was great. You know, we've heard that before, Derek, yep, from guests. We have. And it always surprises me. So do you have another, like the live action or like that, or do you? So the original Pirates, I thought was phenomenal. Mm. I mean, I still think that that is just classic, real live Disney stuff. And, and I don't every kid should watch that movie, honestly. At least eight and up, you know. Yep. All right. Favorite Disney character. This is so tough. Um, so live action character is is the Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow. I think I think he's great. He makes me laugh. Um, the cartoon character, honestly, is Genie from Aladdin. I thought I thought he was Robin Williams in that role was phenomenal. He made him come to life. And as a kid, I used to be able to recite every line of the Genie and sing every song. Parents Solid. probably good, good choices. Yep. Yeah. All right. Favorite Disney park. All right. So this is something I'm passionate about. It's changed in the last year. So oh. my whole. Basically, my whole adult life, it's been Epcot. Epcot is phenomenal. I love love the countries, love partaking in some of the adult pleasantries along the way. There's a lot of good vibes, the music everywhere you go. Everybody seems to stroll and communicate. But the past year... There was um, a butt, Derek. Mm -hmm. There was a butt. Yeah. The, the past year, 
where I honestly have the best vibe going into a park and just kind of hanging out and relaxing is Animal Kingdom at night. You can't beat it anymore. The vibe, there's always music. People always seem happy. The safari is unique and different every time. And the addition of Pandora has really just set it over the top. So for me right now, my favorite park is, is Animal Kingdom. And who knows, maybe in a year when something else opens, that changes. But right now, the past year, I've just fallen in love with Animal Kingdom. Awesome. All right. Favorite modern attraction? I got two. My first one is Tower of Terror. Uh, I think it's very well themed. I've always loved it ever since I was a kid. But then Flight of Passage is just special. Uh, If you walk on it, I think it's really special. And so it's kind of crept up there right now. I'm getting on Tower of Terror every time I'm at studios. I'll miss Flight of Passage every once in a while still. But once they... Once they add that to a, a Millennium Falcon, I don't know what's going to happen to Star, Star Wars. Uh-huh. All right. Favorite classic attraction? Big Thunder Mountain, definitely my favorite, without a doubt. The, the, it's, just, it's beautiful. And it, I remember as a kid being on with my dad and just laughing. And, you know, I was afraid of Space Mountain, but I would go on Big Thunder Mountain for whatever reason. It's just not dark enough. You know, the darkness. All right. Favorite table service restaurant? Ooh, Since so not eating protein bars and goo every day. So can we go in park and out of park? So like, sure in thing. Park and park? yeah. So in park, I love the beer garden. I love it. I love the buffet. I love the atmosphere. I love the big beers. Um, I love the meatballs. If you know what the beer garden mm-hmm. meatballs are, they're oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then out of park, I really like Sanaa. I love the bread service at Sanaa. I love the animals walking out. So Sanaa is my resort. Nice. Excellent choices. Choice. All right. We, I asked these questions backwards again, Derek. Now I'm asking counter service restaurant. That should always come before table. Fail on me. But what is your favorite counter service now that we talked about bread service at Sanaa? Follow it up with something tasty. Oh, man. Counter service is one that, that I'll struggle with. Um, for me, it's Casey's. The hot dogs, you give me that chili cheese hot dog. Um, I just don't know. I paid for it later. <laughs> I agree but with everything so until during. now. <laughs> See, that's one of those answers. It's your favorite, but you got it wrong. No, I'm joking. All I'm right. okay with it. What's your favorite? Hold on. What, what's what's the right answer? Uh, I like the Avatar restaurant. I now. agree. It's just, it, I, I loved it. Yeah, it's good. I'm not, I mean, I, I can't argue. We probably don't eat it as often as you would because we're not in the parks probably nearly as frequently. So a hot dog's kind of easy to grab. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's my favorite. It's definitely not the Disney fast food pizza. That I can tell you what it's not. Ooh. Well, and if you listen to last week's show, we talked about our least favorite dining places. So. A lot of what we don't like. Very very negative of us, but uh, we're not paid by Disney, so we can. All right. Favorite snack? Um, so this recently got – I had one, and it recently changed. Uh, originally up till about – was about six months ago now, maybe a little less than that. It was the egg rolls in China. Um, love the egg rolls of the, the China. They were They're always good. There was two of them. But since they've opened that outdoor margarita stand in Mexico, the new one, they sell these empanadas 
that are just phenomenal. And if you ever go buy that place and don't get the empanadas, you're totally missing out. Okay, I'm going to write that down now. I walked by the line. The line was too long to wait in. It it gets back there, but them empanadas are worth every second. All right. Are they different than what's right across the street at the cantina or – yeah, the cantina okay. ones weren't nearly as good. They they do okay. it with this like street corn too, and it's oh well then it's, yeah that's way it's better. So good. It's, I think it's only like I, I might be wrong. I think it's ten bucks, and it's two empanadas. You share them is great. Sounds like they go with the margarita very well. Yes, All right. that's a that's a that to this. favorite drink. Favorite drink. Favorite drink. Okay, what's your favorite drink? So yeah, because now I wrote up, I have to answer. Um, yeah. My, I, I'm going to, again, give you two that I absolutely love, different parks. There is a Red Stag lemonade, frozen lemonade in the Fife and Drum in America. It's a cherry bourbon with frozen lemonade. It is phenomenal. And if it's hot outside, it is it melts in your mouth. It's so good. And then in the Nomad Lounge in Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is my other favorite, is a drink called the Tempting Tigress. It, it's like Christmas in your mouth. It, it's so good. That sounds wonderful. Christmas in your mouth. I like it. Do some more. Like do, do, see, and that's the thing about being a local. You yeah. can you can go and uh, have some fun, drink mm-hmm. around the world a little bit, and spend yep. your day in Epcot. When you're you know traveling from the Midwest, we're almost doing the 47 ah. challenge every time we, we go to the parks. We got an itinerary to keep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it, it, is, it is a part about being local, and part of another reason with the challenge, it's where I'm always looking for a different way to see Disney because I see Disney mm-hmm. so much. I'm in the parks, honest to God, once a week, just about. I mean, it's probably a little less than that, but once a week on average. And I might go for two, three hours, and I'm I'm going home. And so it's you know when you're on vacation, you're there and you you're embedded in it constantly. For me, it's I haven't eaten at this restaurant. Let's just pick a night and go to that restaurant, and I don't even have to go to a park, you know. So it's a little different being local. Yeah, that sounds like the yeah. dream. Does my retirement uh, plan right So you uh. Earlier, you mentioned which resort you booked for your challenge. Um, I'm really not sure what if you'll mention that one here, but what's your favorite resort? My favorite resort is is Port Orleans. Um, the resort I stayed at for the 47 Challenge was cheap. Not, okay, not one, just making but, sure it wasn't All-Stars. But. No, no, no. That, yeah, did you even check in? Of, I did because yeah. it's 10 minutes from the gate at Animal Kingdom. Okay. And I checked in at like 11.45, and I was out the door by 5-something. So I was literally there four and a half hours, just enough to lay down before I went and ran. But, uh, yeah, that, those resorts over there are rough. Um, but Port Orleans is my favorite. Um, higher end, I, I re, you know, I really like the Grand Floridian, too. Um, it, it's gorgeous. It, it screams Florida. Mm-hmm. All right. Riverside or French Quarter? Preferable. <laughs> As an adult, by myself, because I don't have kids, um, Riverside. If I had kids, I'd probably go over. Or as an adult, I'd pick the the Port Orleans side, not the Riverside. As if I had family, I'd go to Riverside. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the, yep, makes sense. The beignets in that resort are so good. Yeah, that's really the only thing in the food court I approve of. That resort gets <laughs> picked quite a bit on that question. It's starting to blow my mind a little bit. Yeah. Between the two river or Riverside and French Quarter, it's very popular. So, and that's it. That is the lightning round. You survived. Awesome! Yay! Well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode of Rope Drop Radio. I know just hearing about 
the challenge and thinking it was no way anyone could do it. Now hearing you were the 17th, and of course there's been others, just really is, I can't even wrap my head around it. I don't even know where would yeah. I begin. I just seems well, unfathomable. Well, you begin by going to the Parkeology website. Of there. course. Yes, search that, go check it out. So this all the credit to those guys, Ted and Shane, man. They they put this all together. Please go check them out. Please, please. We can put we can definitely put their uh, Twitter in the show notes. And of course, you have a Twitter. So the next time you do this, do you want to give a shout out to your Twitter handle? Yeah, at UCF Kent. Um, I talk a lot about Disney, but I also throw in my sports, my UCF sports. A lot of Jaguar football yeah. ends up on there too. I enjoy the sports side. Well, we do I because uh, we're we're Husker. Yeah. I'm a Husker alum. Doug and I both yes, are, and uh, I I, have, I feel like the coach. Uh, I forget what Scott. Yeah, there's Frost. a thing. Oh yeah, Scott we're Frost sorry. is coming home. Not sorry. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, my my girlfriend broke up with me, and y'all are now dating her. It's okay. Um, we'll treat her right. Not as weird as it was two months we ago. We had her first uh, a long time, ten years ago. So yeah. coming home. Yeah, 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 technically, I guess. Yeah, but. Anyway, I, yeah. I wish I wish Nebraska nothing the best moving forward, though. And you guys have definitely, definitely turned me around to not completely hating Nebraska. That's that's good. Hopefully, we play each other in the near future, and we can hang out. You know, I'm coming for tickets, sure. guys. Yeah, sounds we'll good. Let us know. We'll hook you up. Definitely. All right. Well, thank you again, Ken, for being on the show. And of course, we'll put uh, your information in the show notes so people can follow along. Again, what is that date that you're going to go try again? July 25th. July? I think there's going to be quite a few of us attempting it on that day. July 25th. It's a Wednesday again. A Wednesday. Awesome. So be a, I'll definitely be following along and cheering uh-huh. from Nebraska and liking everything, of course, on Twitter. And uh, excited to see you accomplish it. And because Toy Story will be the big go-to. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if you rope drop it or what your plans are. Uh, well, I'm super excited, and I appreciate you guys having me on. Man, This is, this is so much fun for me. That was awesome. fun. Yep. Well, thank you again. And of course, if you are thinking about doing the challenge or just want to have a magical vacation, get a free quote from Michelle McKnight. She's the rope drop queen. Her email is in the show notes. And this is all the time that we have. Again, Ken, thank you for Doug. I'm Derek. Be sure to go on to Facebook and Twitter and give us a like. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.